This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. What is it that most people want? What is it that most people want? And if you were to ask that question for yourself, what is it that you really want? Or what is one of the big things that you truly desire? How might you answer that question? I think if we look across the, the span of time, there's a lot of things that fall into that answer. A lot of similar answers, right? What a lot of people want are possessions. What a lot of people want are riches. What a lot of people want is honor. And if people are being really honest, sometimes what they may want or desire is revenge. Isn't it interesting how our movies and television shows often have all of those elements? Now, why am I saying that? Well, I'm saying that because that's what God said in Second Chronicles chapter 1. And while he may not have set it up like that, he is talking to King Solomon. And we pick up the story in Second Chronicles chapter 1 and verse number 7, where God appeared to Solomon. The parallel text is First Kings chapter 3, and we're going to look at something there real quickly too. And the Bible says in Second Chronicles 1 and verse number 7, In that night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. Solomon said to God, You've dealt with my father David with great loving kindness, and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, your promise to my father David is fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now, so look at what Solomon is asking God. Give me now wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can rule this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, now watch what God says next. He said, because you had this in mind, and Solomon couldn't hide anything from the Lord, right? God knows his heart. And so this is what he truly desired. He said, because you had this in mind and did not ask for riches, that's what a lot of people would have asked, wealth or honor or the life of those who hate you, nor have you even asked for long life. I forgot about that. That's what a lot of people want too. A long life. But Solomon didn't ask for any of those. He said, but you have asked for yourself wisdom and knowledge that you may rule my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge have been granted to you. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings who are before you has possessed nor those who will come after you. I find it so interesting that even though he did not ask for those things, God gave him more than he could ever imagine. What else is interesting about this encounter here 
that uh, Solomon had with God in 1 Kings chapter 3, we, we get some additional details. He's focused on wisdom and understanding, certainly knowledge, but then how do I use this knowledge and how do I make the proper judgments and how am I going to be just and how am I going to discern for you and your people? And in 1 Kings chapter 3, the parallel count, we can pick it up here in verse number 8. Where Solomon said, your servant is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant, here it is, an understanding heart to judge your people to discern between good and evil. And when one is wise, we will be able to discern between good and evil. We will not just have mere knowledge and facts and information, but how to apply those things, how to live those things, how to utilize the knowledge that we have. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Now, what I love about this is that the request that Solomon asked, it was pleasing to God. Sometimes people may ask, can I actually be pleasing to the Lord? I want all of us in here to know that you and I can be pleasing to God. Solomon was, and God told him in verse 10, it said it was pleasing, or the text says it was pleasing in the sight of God or in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life. Three times in that passage, he says for yourself. See, Solomon was thinking about the bigger picture. It wasn't just about him. This wisdom and understanding was about God and giving God the glory and also for his people and properly utilizing what God would give him to help his people at that time. Why am I showing you all of this? Well, this morning I want to talk a little bit about wisdom. And I want to talk about this ask, uh, this idea of asking God for wisdom and going after wisdom. And this sermon is really geared toward the young people. This is a part of a, the survey request that was mentioned or given to me, talking about uh, um, going to the book of Proverbs. We're going to be studying in the book of Proverbs, and certainly we want to encourage our young people. And for young people, I want you to think about so much this morning, and this is really, this can apply to all of us as well. There are so many ways and opportunities and places and people that we can go to to get information and to get knowledge. You know, it's interesting. If you have an iPhone, you can ask Siri really any kind of question, and she's going to lead you down some kind of path. And you can ask counselors and teachers and friends and people on social media and neighbors and parents for so much advice and guidance. But this morning, I want to really impress upon you that when it comes to your life, And some of you are in high school, middle school, grade school. Some of you are out of college trying to figure out maybe what's next in life. I want you to go to God. And I want you to consider this idea of ask wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, wisdom is personified as as a woman. In the first nine chapters, wisdom cries out. And the way that Solomon talks about wisdom has great value for every young person in here. Ask wisdom when it comes to how you should live your life. Ask wisdom when it comes to what you should be going after in your life. The challenge for all of us, though, is there's so many other things and uh, devices and people that we can ask for guidance. And while that may be good, go to God and his wisdom. 
There's one primary text that we're going to consider this morning. Look over in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 13. We're going to pick up here in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 13 and read through verse number 18. And then we're going to ask wisdom some questions. There's some things that we need to understand. And as young people, I want you to really take this for, to heart that what wisdom has to say, you need to listen to. When you do, you'll be blessed. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who hold her fast. Three questions or some thoughts to ask wisdom. I want to begin with something very obvious but also very important. When it comes to wisdom, where should we go to find wisdom? Well, what wisdom is going to cry out and say is you go to God and his word. You turn to God and the Holy Scriptures. That is where you go to find wisdom. Look over real quickly in James chapter 3. James in chapter 3, as he wrote to the Christians, he reminded them about being wise with their speech and with their, with their tongue. And then he would also remind them about the different kinds of wisdom that are out there. And you need to understand the different kinds of wisdom that James speaks about in chapter 3 and verse 13. He said, who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds, and the gentleness of wisdom. I think that's interesting too, right? If we truly have wisdom and if we are wise, it will be apparent. It will be shown and demonstrated and seen in our conduct because that's what wisdom is going to do. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But, so notice the contrast he's going to make. You have wisdom from below, worldly wisdom. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We have a couple of options of what we are to seek after this wisdom from God, which is good in every respect, which will produce blessings in our lives and for others, or this wisdom from the world or wisdom from below, which is described as earthly, natural, and demonic, and will lead to destruction in our lives. Choose God's wisdom. Every good thing is from God. In James chapter 1 and verse 17, James mentioned this. He says, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shifting shadow. Seek the wisdom of God, the things from God, and your life will be blessed. James mentioned in chapter 1 and verse number 5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, notice where he tells us to turn to. You don't turn to the world. You don't turn to yourself. Let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. 
when you start thinking about wisdom and going back to the book of Proverbs, Solomon is going to reiterate this point time and time again. If you are going to be wise and full of understanding, you follow and seek after the wisdom of God. That was his request in First, Second Chronicles chapter 1. Turn and listen to God's wisdom. When you think about true wisdom, it begins with fearing the Lord. He begins the book this way in chapter 1 and verse number 7. And I want you to notice again, the emphasis is upon God. He is the standard. He is the source. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be foolish in nature. Don't reject what God is trying to help you to see and to do. In chapter 4 and verse number 7, notice what Solomon said here. He said, the beginning of wisdom is this, or the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. If you're going to chase after something in life, first and foremost, let it be the wisdom of God. This is what you need, and this is what I need if we are going to be blessed and right and pleasing to our Father in heaven. Seek the wisdom from the Lord. Look at chapter 3 and verse number 5. In chapter 3 and verse number 5, and we'll read a couple of verses here. What a great memory verse for all of us. But I'll tell you, this is a little bit challenging to do at times. But when we do it, if we do it, our lives will be blessed. Notice what it says. Trust in the Lord. Our faith is in God. Your faith needs to be in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In other words, give yourself completely to him, fully to him. Trust him 100%. Everything that he has to say. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And here's the danger. And do not lean on your own understanding. (laughs) You see, what can get in our way sometimes is what we think we know best. And what can get in the way of us trusting God is our thoughts, our opinions, our standards. No, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean upon your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Notice how he keeps talking about all. In all your ways, acknowledge him with all your heart. He will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You see, he has to be the standard. And everything, because let's face it, we can be wise in our own eyes. Young people can uh, think about and say, well, I think I know better than mom and dad. I think I even know better than God. We may not say that out loud, but the way that we respond to his holy scriptures or the way that we reject what he has to say in his word, and we can do that as adults. I hear exactly what God says here, but I think my way is going to be a little bit better. Well, that's not trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And let me give you reason. If some of you are asking, why should I trust in this God that you speak of, this God that Solomon uh, asked in Second Chronicles? Let me tell you why in verse number 19. Listen to what wisdom says in verse number 19. Here's why you trust in God. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. That's a pretty good resume, isn't it? Trust in the one who created all things. Trust in the one who is everlasting to everlasting. Trust in the one who knows you better than yourself. Trust in the one who has power. Trust in the one who loves you. The one who created all things in the beginning. Wisdom is crying out to all of us this morning, especially to young people. I want you to follow me. 
Listen to what I have to say. Where should you go to find wisdom with your marriage or potentially getting married one day or your friends or your finances or how you even view yourself? You go to the word of God. Listen to what wisdom has to say. Ask wisdom. This is where she's going to tell you to direct your steps. And as you think about asking wisdom, another question to ask is what happens when we listen to wisdom? All right, you're telling me that I need to listen to God's wisdom. I need to open up his word. What happens when we listen to the wisdom of God? Well, notice again, I'm reading from the New American Translation in verse 13. He says, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom. He says, you're going to be blessed if you find this wisdom. In verse 16, he says, long life is in her is in her right hand. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Verse 18, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Blessings, long life, a tree of life. And then the second part of verse 18, and happy are all who hold her fast. Yeah, you want to have a good life? And I'm not saying when I say a good life that everything's going to be perfect or you're you're never going to have any problems. The Proverbs make that clear. There are going to be challenges in our lives. But if you want to be blessed and happy and, and live a good life, listen to wisdom. She is crying out for your attention. And don't just be mere hearers of wisdom, but truly listen to what she has to say. Listen to what the Word of God has to say. The Bible is very clear. One of the early commandments, going back to or going to the book of Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 6, remember Paul, when he was writing to the church there, he had something to say to young people. He reminded them in verse 1, he said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. There are blessings, and there are good things that come. When we listen to what God has to say. And that's reason for us to, to hopefully consider this wisdom. And not just consider it, but to, to follow it and to believe it. What happens when we live a life striving to be wise and listening to what wisdom says? A lot of good things are going to happen. But I will say this. If we are going to be blessed and, and have these great things that wisdom can provide for us, it's going to take a lot of work. Because we can hear a lot, but how much is actually seeping in? How much is actually changing us? And I'm reminded of Psalm chapter 1. Will you turn over there, please, in Psalm chapter 1? David begins in the Psalms, and he talks about, here are some blessings for you, too. Do you want to be blessed? Listen to what David says. He said, how blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked? Well, Solomon is going to say the same thing, right? Like father, like son. Solomon is going to say the same thing in the book of Proverbs. Be careful who you associate with. Don't listen to the wicked. If you want to be blessed, don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. And notice this progression. Don't walk, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. And that's what typically happens, isn't it? When we get ourselves in the trouble, it's like the slow progression. And young people sometimes can do the same thing, don't, don't even really see it happening. Where we slowly but surely become more and more influenced. And we're walking with individuals. Now we're standing with them. Now we're seated with them, seating with them, sitting with them. And we're being persuaded and influenced by them. But if you're going to be blessed, he said, don't go down this path. Do not go down this path. But rather do this. Verse 2. His delight 
is in the law of the Lord. If you're one, if you're going to be blessed, delight in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. That's what I mean when it says it's going to take effort. Time. Energy. Intentionality. I'm hoping young people today that you understand how important the word of God really is. Not just answer a Bible question during a Bible drill or Bible class. Those are all good. I want you to do that too. But to develop this relationship with God and to truly hide this in your heart, trust with all your heart, this is right. And I need this. Delight is in the law of the Lord. Do we actually talk like that? Do we actually believe this idea that we can delight in the law of the Lord? It's not to be a burden or some kind of curse. It's a blessing. It provides us with blessings and life and happiness. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. There's the time and energy right there. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Listen to wisdom. Ask wisdom. What's the benefit? What happens when I do this? Well, a lot of good things. And remember what Solomon said. I'm not talking about health and wealth gospel here. But I'm talking about we will live, we will be blessed by God now and in eternity. There are many blessings that come from following what God has to say. We don't have to learn the hard way in life. People sometimes say, you know, I wouldn't regret anything I've done in the past. I would. Don't you? I, I wouldn't change one thing that I've ever done. To me, that sounds kind of foolish, doesn't it? There's a lot of foolish things I did in the past. We can learn and live from the word of God. It is not in man's heart to direct his own steps. Jeremiah 10 and verse 23. And there's a path which seems right, but the end thereof is the way of death. Proverbs 14 and verse 12. We're not smarter than God. We can tell ourselves we are. But he was there in the beginning. And he created all things. Listen to what wisdom has to say. This is how you will live or have a blessed life. But also notice this too. Go back to our main passage in Proverbs chapter 3. If you're going to be blessed, if you're going to receive these uh, these promises and these good things that come as a result of wisdom, notice what wisdom has to say. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. This is not a one-time thing. This is about being diligent. And continuing to hear what God has to say in his word. And continuing to seek after him at all times. She is diligent or those who are diligent are the ones who are going to be blessed. And so this will require great work and energy on our part. And you have to be aware that there are going to be obstacles that can get in the way. And one of the biggest obstacles that can get in the way is the person that you see every time you look in the mirror. You and me. That goes back to Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Do not lean on your own understanding. Solomon started off so strong, didn't he? He was pleasing to God. 
He made his house. He made the temple of the Lord. The second time the Lord appeared to him in 1 Kings chapter 9, I believe the Lord is still pleased with Solomon. But you know what Solomon began to do? He began with these alliances with other countries or nations and marrying those from these other pagan nations. And the wisest man ever to live who asked for wisdom and understanding was led astray. He didn't hold fast. If it can happen to him, how arrogant we are to think that this could never happen to us. Be careful how you view the word of God. The the word of God is the standard, not ourselves. And our friends in the world, they are not the standard. It's what God has to say. And the book of Proverbs is filled with warnings about those and who you should follow and who you should not follow. Beginning in chapter 1, Solomon talking to his son in verse 8, he says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. You will be tempted at times, and you will have opportunities to go against what the Lord has to say. But it does not mean that you have to consent and agree and go down that path. You can say no. If sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, even whole as those who go down to the pit. We will find all kinds of precious wealth. We'll fill our houses with spoil. Throw your throw in your lot with us. And that's what the world wants young people to do. Align yourself with what we believe, with what we think, with our wisdom, with our truth. Solomon says, no, you don't do that. You do not consent. Do not walk in the way with them, verse number 15. Those are distractions, though, and they come in many shapes and forms that can get in the way of you following what wisdom have to say, has to say. And even, you know, even parents can get in your way sometimes. Solomon, <clears throat> if you notice in these early chapters, he's talking to his sons or his son. He did it again in chapter 4 and verse number 1. Hero sons, the instruction of a father. And Solomon certainly had a lot of good instruction and wisdom and was a good example for his family. But, you know, there are times where parents, we make mistakes. Parents sin. Parents can be wrong. And that can be very discouraging for young people. Young people pick up on so much. They can see when things are amiss in the house. They can see when we're being hypocritical. They can see when we're telling them to do something that we have no interest in doing. Do not be deceived, mom and dad. But for the young people, you don't be deceived either. And this is not an excuse for you to say, I'm just not going to listen to what God has to say at all. I don't need his wisdom. Look at what it's doing for them. Well, Solomon didn't do that. And his father, David, committed adultery with his mom, Bathsheba. That didn't give him an excuse to say, I'm not going to listen to what God has to say. All of us are going to be individually judged on the last day. And we're going to stand before God and you, young people, whether you're 10 or 20 or 30 or however old you are, as you understand more about the truth, all of us are going to have to give an account to the Lord. And so while there may be some distractions and discouragement that comes along, that cannot be used as an excuse. 
We strive to overcome that, and we strive to do what wisdom has to say. When we, when we listen to what wisdom says, our lives will be better for it. Turn to wisdom. She's crying out. Your life will be better for it now and in eternity as well. And if we ask wisdom another question, there's another powerful answer that she's going to give us. How valuable is this wisdom? Well, we're already starting to see it. But if you go back to Proverbs chapter 3, notice what wisdom has to say here in verse number 14. For her profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. How valuable is this wisdom? How valuable is God's word? More valuable than silver or gold or Bitcoin, real estate, stocks, Tesla, Apple, whatever you want to call or whatever you want to describe. But do we actually believe that to be true? That wisdom is this valuable? Is it something that we actually desire? Let me tell you why it's so valuable. All of those came up at once, and that's fine. When you listen to what God has to say, and this is for the young people, your life becomes so much easier. And you have so much more clarity and understanding of what is right. There are so many young people today, and this is an opportunity for us when it comes to evangelism. Young people turn the world upside down is not just for the adults. In your middle school and high school, turn the world upside down by your conduct. Help your peers to understand the truth. Wisdom is so valuable, though, because it helps to answer the questions that so many people have. Consider, where did I come from? So many people will spend decades of their lives searching for this answer, and the Bible tells us in the very beginning where we all came from. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1, and obviously there's more that we can say, but the Bible begins by saying, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Wisdom will give us the answers to these questions. God made us in our image. He made you in his image, according to Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 26. When you listen to wisdom, this is so valuable because it helps you to know where you came from and who established everything. It answers questions that so many young people are searching for today. Who am I? There is so much confusion when it comes to gender identity. People are so confused and unfortunately influenced by the world. But the Bible tells you exactly who you are. The Bible helps us to see that we're either male or female. In the beginning, God established or made man and he made woman. That's it. And God helps us to see, wisdom helps us to see who we are. In Psalm 139, the psalmist says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. We are made in his image. And the word of God helps us to see who we are and the fact that God loves you and he loves me. We are reminded by the word of God how valuable we really are. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Wisdom is valuable. Because so many people are lost today, and they're searching down the wrong paths to answer these questions. People want to know, what is my purpose in life? Look over in Acts chapter 17 and verse 27 and 28. Paul, when he was in Athens in Acts chapter 17 and verse 27 and verse number 28, 
Paul makes it very clear as he was talking uh, in verse number 27. He said that they would seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and exist. Paul said we exist because of him. We are here because of God, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his children. What's your purpose in life? Your purpose is to know God. Your purpose is to have a relationship with God, to be pleasing to your God in heaven, to listen to what he has to say. Solomon at the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13 and 14, as he talked about life under the sun, S-U-N, as he talked about life under the sun, he reminded us about the whole purpose and our duty to fear God and keep his commandments. Yes, the wisdom of God is very valuable and it will give you the answers that so many people spend their entire lives looking for. It will lead you in the path of righteousness and truth. Solomon said the conclusion when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to every person For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Wisdom is crying out, listen to me, and I will share with you and tell you these these things that so many people are looking for. It is valuable. It is more valuable and profitable than silver or gold. But there's another question that we need to ask ourselves, and that is this. And maybe wisdom is asking us this question. How valuable actually is wisdom to us? We just saw how valuable it is. How valuable is it really to you and to me? I can't answer that question. You have to answer that question. What I can say, though, is I think there's a way for us to consider how valuable wisdom really is. How valuable the word of God really is to us. Listen to what wisdom said again back in chapter 3 and verse 17. Proverbs chapter 3, I'm sorry, verse number 15. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. So I will ask you again, what is it that you desire? What is it that we seek? Is it the long life, the riches, the wealth? The honor, the revenge, the status. Where's that passion? What a great song, right? Light the fire in my soul. Is the fire even lit? Does it still remain? Because sin will douse the fire very quickly. And so will apathy. And so will being standing on the fence, trying to be in and out of the world. We got to make a decision. Where's our desire? Where's our passion? Well, one thing that all of us can do is simply ask the question and and evaluate our lives and examine our lives and find out what is truly um, desirable to me. Examine your life and see what it is that you truly desire. That's a personal question that we all have to ask. And I'm not saying that we can't have hobbies and trips and, and different things like that. Don't go to the extreme. But what I am saying is, if we don't have a desire for the Word of God, we're in trouble. <laughs> if we don't have a desire for God's truth, we're not going to make it. If the Word of God and what God has to say is just kind of maybe optional or when we have time, 
how are we going to be prepared when we stand before God? We're going to be judged by his very words according to John chapter 12, verse 48 and 49. So wouldn't it be wise for us to know what his words actually say and do? Well, we have to examine ourselves. I love chapter 4 and verse number 8. Chapter 4 and verse number 8, prize her and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Is wisdom a prize that you seek every day? Hungry and thirsty for the righteousness of God. True satisfaction is only going to come from God and his word. Is the wisdom of God a prize for us. I pray that it is. And I pray for all the young people that who you listen to, it really does matter. And I want you to focus upon the wisdom of God and what wisdom has to say. And let me just end with a story here. It's a reminder about when we decide to listen to what God says, the impact we can have. I went to a funeral Monday afternoon for a sister in Christ, uh, Kelly Carrington, uh, who passed away at the age of 59. Uh, she lives in Sulphur Springs or lived in Sulphur Springs with her husband, Shane, who preaches there. And it was just a good reminder about the impact and the importance of listening and following God. She was a woman of God. She sought after wisdom. She applied the things that she learned. And she had a tremendous impact in her life for the kingdom of God. It wasn't about her. But just seeing how many people were there to remember her was a reminder about the importance of what we believe. What you believe really does matter. And she believed in God. And she believed in the word of God. And she believed that Jesus is risen from the dead. She was wise because she was obedient to Christ. And she remained faithful to God, even in the valley of the shadow of death. And so to the young people, I want to encourage you today. Many of you have had seeds planted in your heart from a very tender age. Many of you know the word of God, maybe through and through. Will you continue to hold fast to what the Bible has to say? Will you continue to walk with God? Will you be wise? Will you go to the one who can answer the questions of this life? Ask wisdom, and she will lead you down the right path. Is there a young person here today who's been studying and knows the truth about Jesus and needs to respond to that truth? Will you be wise and do so? Obeying the gospel, well, that's wisdom. And there's great understanding when someone does that. Because they know this life is not not all there is to it. And even though they're young, they understand eternity is on the other side. Let's be wise today. And if we need to respond to the gospel, let's do so right now. That will be pleasing to our Father in heaven. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you are in the need or looking for more motivation in your life, feel free to check out my website, benjaminlee.blog, 
where you can find hundreds of encouraging, motivational blog posts on a variety of subjects. You can find all of my books, which can also be found on Amazon.com and other podcast interviews with a variety of people. I hope this helps. Please leave me a rating and a review. I can do, and so can you. Take care, and God bless. Thank you.